Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Monday, April 18th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, uh, we begin another week of uh, this baseball season with uh, treacherous weather outside and uh, a team that stopped hitting again uh, inside in the clubhouse. Uh, the Guardians go 0 for 3 on their home opening series uh, this weekend against San Francisco, uh, swept by the Giants, and they managed to score four runs in three games after leading baseball in pretty much every team hitting statistical category coming into the series. Yeah. It's a feast or famine show. I don't know if it's just April, you know, it's kind of, uh, I heard Jensen Lewis say April is the, the best month to overreact. Uh, if, if you're a baseball fan or a baseball writer, and that might be true. Uh, so I guess we'll have to wait, but certainly a, a, a drastic, uh, change from uh, the way the Guardians had played in that four-game series uh, and uh, the two-game series against Cincinnati as well. Yeah, and, and you know maybe one of those old uh, old adages used to uh, that used to be if you all you had to do was throw a, a lefty against Cleveland and uh, that was it. Well, we saw uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, a, a lefty that they've seen plenty of, and uh, Alex Wood on Sunday. And both of those guys dominated. Uh, Anthony DiScalfani, you know, it wasn't that bad himself. Uh, It was just a matter of uh, the San Francisco starters were sharp and they went deep into the game. Yeah, much, uh, you know, this is an interesting, uh, uh, you know, kind of two different philosophies I think we saw at the ballpark. Uh, you know, over the weekend, uh, the uh, the Guardians are kind of, you know, kind of babying their starters, you know, bringing them along slowly. And uh, it looked like the Giants just let their guys go. I mean, you know, Rodon goes seven innings. Uh, what goes four and two thirds. You know, Alex Wood yesterday went five. Uh, so, uh, you know, the Giants starters go two and oh with a 1.62 ERA. Uh the Guardian starters uh, go, you know, zero and two with a six point three zero ERA. They go, they, they combine for ten innings. The Giants the starters combine for sixteen and two third innings. So that's a big difference, Joe. Yeah, and you know, it wasn't like either bullpen was really all that taxed throughout the 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 series. So that's not really the case. And and you know, we had heard so much about 
the Giants and their philosophy and their strategy of wearing out pitching staffs and, you know, trying to run up scores and, and do the, the little things that they sort of go against baseball's unwritten rules in order to get deep on teams. I think you might see that start showing up a little bit more later in the season, but right now with the 28 man roster and, you know, as many off days as, as the teams have uh, built into the schedule, it's, it's not really, it didn't really have that much of an impact. Uh, we didn't even see, uh, you know, Emmanuel Classe in this series. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's not like they're, they, they got after the guardians to the point where uh, Tito was scrambling to, to make up innings. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, the first two games are close games, uh, you know, two, you know, but a defensive lapse in both games, you know, really blew those games open. I mean, really, well, not blew them open, but, you know, gave uh, the Giants, you know, a, a decisive edge that was too much to overcome. And even uh, in uh, Sunday's eight to one loss, it was, a, you know, a defensive laps a couple defensive lapses one was a bad break where Bobby Bradley couldn't get the ball out of his glove for a double pull she should have been a double play but another double play right after that wasn't turned again mm -hmm. you know uh, Friday night uh, Jose Ramirez makes a bad throw and leads to a two-run homer and all of a sudden a uh, two-one game is a four-one game and uh, the night and the uh on Saturday night, there was a botched double play. Uh, Owen Miller didn't get back to first base. And, uh, you know, the game goes from two to two to four to two. So, you know, you, you just can't make mistakes like that against a team that won 107 games last year. Yeah, and, and what Terry Francona had, had talked about in spring training, he had he tried to hammer home to the group. And, you know, he said, we understand we're going to have to be doing a lot more coaching and a lot more teaching with this group. But he said, the hope is that when they screw up, they hear the message and they don't repeat it. And in this case, it was, it was a matter of, they, they repeated the same mistakes, you know, a couple of times, especially with the, uh, the double plays and, and poor Owen Miller is doing everything he possibly can at the plate. The kid's hitting 500. He's got more doubles than, uh, you know, anybody in the league. And, he can't turn double, he, he can't turn them and he can't catch them uh, at, at first base. So, uh, you know, I guess the, the you got to keep him in the lineup. Where are you going to keep him? Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, uh, Frank Kona was talking about this after Saturday's game. You know, they're moving him around. He's playing first base on Saturday. He's playing second base on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I, I know that's a philosophy, philosophy they've had, you know, uh, to make a player, you know, as versatile as possible. They want everybody to seemingly play everywhere, you know, every different position. But I think sometimes that works against players, especially younger players. And, uh, you know, so, you know, this is the way they want to play the game. And I think they have to understand that, you know, you're not going to be a, a master of four different positions, you know, just because you they want you to play four different positions. So, you know, I think Francona, you know, took that with a grain of salt Saturday. He said, look, it, we, 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 you know, we know we're moving these guys around. This, you know, this is pertaining to Miller. And, uh, you know, we, we want to talk. We've talked to him. You know, we're not going to beat him over the head with it. But, you know, I mean, you could tell, you know, it, from, you know, what was – there was some carryover from Saturday night's game into Sunday's game. Right. Yeah, and I think the only guy on the roster, really, that you can look at and say, hey, you can put him – 
anywhere and he'll be fine is Ernie Clement. And, and they played him at third base yesterday. He had a great game defensively at third base, uh, made a nice play on a, a double play turn uh, from third base where he was all the way over in the shift. Uh, yeah, Ernie Clement looks like that kind of guy. Uh, he just needs to, he's not hitting like Owen Miller and that's the difference. Uh, you, you've got, you got a feel for a guy like Bobby Bradley who, who hadn't played in a week. You know, he had sat, sat the bench because Owen Miller was so hot at the plate. Bradley was, uh, you know, got to, got to play, got a chance to get in there. Of course, he has to start against a tough lefty, which, you know, I, we had heard in the, in the clubhouse, Bobby was the one that drew the short straw. Somebody had to, it was going to be, there was going to be a lefty that had to play against uh, Woods and it was going to, it was going to be Bobby there. Um, but he managed to get a, a base knock later in the game. Uh, so, you know, he had to be feeling pretty decent about himself. And then Brandon uh, Crawford gets up and smashes one so hard at him that it gets stuck in the webbing of his glove. And Bobby can't make what was what would have been a tailor-made double play. And they get out of the inning, and who knows where the game goes from there. Uh, it was this, like you said, the second time that they're, they're unable to do that, and that leads directly to Miller's throwing error that, that plates two runs. Uh you know, a guy who hadn't been out there in a week, you, you can't, you, you can't really blame it. It's, it's no play. It's not like it was an error that he couldn't get the ball out of his glove. Uh, I believe the, uh, the official scorers term was a slow play. It was a, a play that, you know, you can't yeah, say you it was an error, but it was a, a play that should have been made. Yeah. You, and uh, it was too far to throw the glove. You know, usually that happens to a pitcher and he just like, he could throw the glove, uh, you know, the first base underhanded but I think he was just too far away from uh second base to, 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 throw, to throw everything that and the kitchen sink to uh, the shortstop right yeah well his momentum was taking him towards second base that's what made it such a perfect play you know for a, a tailor-made double play there but when he stopped it was like you know record scratch you know uh put on the brakes there halt uh and yeah if you if you throw your glove over to the base you also risk the, the ball coming out and getting dropped. And then, you know, then everybody's safe. So uh, you, you got to feel bad for Bobby in that situation. And Aaron Savali was, was, you know, pretty, pretty straight about it. He, he understood. He's like, nobody's out there trying to get the ball stuck in their, their gloves. So uh, he, he understood uh, as far as the, the Cleveland starting pitchers went, you know, this, this weekend, uh, Zach Plesac was was pretty solid on on Friday. Uh, got got knocked around, but he had he had worked through, you know, some of the some of the traffic. And uh, you know, yesterday Aaron Savali gives up the two run homer and then gets into some trouble. But uh, didn't he didn't look like Aaron Savali? He didn't look like his, his normal self uh, yesterday either. Yeah, you know, he he goes four innings. You know, he, I thought he had a good breaking ball, Joe, at times. Uh, but, you know, the two double plays don't get turned behind him. Uh, he gives up three runs, four hits. And, you know, he looks like he doesn't look, you know, like his first two starts of the season have been pretty similar to this. And, you know, I, I just don't know. Uh, he, he, You know, I know they've been, you know, keeping a tight leash on these guys. So maybe that's it. But, uh, you know, he, I think he, he really hasn't. Uh, look like the same guy we saw last year and you know I guess you could probably say that about Beaver as well Beaver is going tonight so it's going to be really interesting to see how he does against you know a White Sox team that 
is familiar with him and he's familiar with them. Yeah, I think if this pitching staff gets through this week against Chicago, and we'll talk about them in a minute, uh, if they get through this week against Chicago, if they get through the weekend in New York, which is a big if, uh, once they get to Southern California, uh, you know, they see a little sunshine, they get a little more loose that way. I, I think uh, I, I think you're in for maybe uh, a little bit better uh, results. The performances have been okay. The results haven't been great. I think you're better. You're, you're in for some better results from these pitchers uh, once they get to Southern California and get under the sun and, and maybe get a little loose. Yeah, definitely. And ho- hopefully the same thing works for the hitters uh, because uh, in, in, in the three-game series against the, the, the Giants, they hit 0 for 087 uh, with runners in scoring position, two for 23. The Giants weren't a whole lot better. They were they were five for twenty seven, one eighty five. But you know their their hits their hits hurt a lot more than than uh, the Guardians hits. Yeah, I think uh, what the the Giants have only lo- ever as a franchise, the Giants have only ever lost one game at Progressive Field. So I think they're five and they're uh, five and one at Progressive Field. Uh, and and you know you talk about the cold yesterday, thirty five degrees at game time. Uh, you know both teams are playing in it, but it was the coldest first pitch for a San Francisco uh, start since 1990. So that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty long time to have not played a game in 35 degree temperatures. Uh, Cleveland should be used to it by now. Yeah. That was like a, a candlestick game, Joe. I mean, they, the giant, none of the, probably none of the giants on that roster played a candlestick, but that, that, that was, that was candlestick weather for sure. Probably none of the giants on that roster remember candlestick. Yeah, it's yeah, been a while, right. Hoinsey. Uh, and as far as Cleveland's offense goes, you know, there are, there are some obvious guys who, who need to get going. Tito mentioned Framil Reyes, who's in a one for 21 slump. Uh, Austin Hedges finally got his first hit. Uh, he broke through with a, a RBI base hit in the eighth inning yesterday. Uh, he had been 0 for 21 to start the season. So, you know, the, there's, there's obvious places in the, in the batting order right now that are, that are, are really struggling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Quan didn't play yesterday. He got the day off against a lefty, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, during the course of the season, you, you're, you're rarely going to have, you know, seven or eight guys, nine guys all hitting at once, but uh, they need some help. And uh, Fran Mill is hitting in the middle of the lineup. Uh, and he really hasn't hit for the first nine games of the season. It looks like you can throw him a breaking ball at any time, at any count. And, you know, he's going to overswing or he's going to be caught by surprise by it. He, you know, he just really hasn't found a groove yet. And when he does hit the ball hard, it's right at somebody, uh, you know, I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to come out of this, but they really need his presence in the middle of the lineup or, you know, they're going to have to start moving the lineup around a little bit. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point is that he needs to show that he's, he's, you know, Fran mill basically uh, Jose Ramirez, the, and, and miles straw, the two guys who, who got contracts before the season started. Uh, they're the guys who look the most relaxed and the most comfortable up there in the box hitting uh, besides Owen Miller, who's batting 500, which is uh, we don't think is sustainable, but uh, straw and, Ramirez both uh, making good contact, putting balls in play. Uh, the only problem with Jose is he 
He thought he had to do it all himself yesterday. Comes out of the box with a, a ball of the gap in left field and and thinks it's a, it's a double. And, you know, you're watching it. It's almost like in slow motion. You're trying to tell him no as he's <laughs> yeah. going into second base there. Hey, half the time he makes it and he makes himself look good. Yesterday was one of those times when, when he didn't look so good. Yeah, he was, he was going with two outs and he took a chance, but he was out by a long, he was out by a wide margin uh, in the first inning on Sunday. I mean, um, and, and that's different than what uh, Miles Straw did in the first inning yesterday, or I'm sorry, Saturday, uh, when he stretched the triple. I mean, he was, he, he made it and it was a close play. You don't, you don't often see a guy on a ball to left field uh, try to stretch a triple. Yeah, down the line. He and uh, you know Francona was saying he was thinking he was thinking triple right out of the box and uh, the play was right in front of him. Uh, you know it was a gutsy play by Straw and uh, you know they called him out at fur at third initially. They replay you know they challenged and he was safe and it led to a run an early run. Yeah. Uh, this weekend coming up you or this week I'm sorry you've got the Chicago White Sox winners of what seven of their first 10 games uh you know looking strong just we expected them offensively but there are uh there are some cracks in the armor uh the 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 Achilles heel for the White Sox right now a veteran club is that they have a lot of guys on the injured list and uh, a lot of those uh names especially in the starting rotation aren't going to be there uh, when they come to town to face the Guardians this week yeah Lucas Giolito is out um, Lance Lynn is out to their, you know, their top two starters, their top, you know, four or five starters. Yoan Moncada, their third baseman is on, is on the IL. Uh, so, uh, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they've had some injury problems, but there's still, you know, that's still a, a, a really a good ball club and it's going to be a good test uh, for the guardians, Joe. Yeah. AJ Pollock, uh, is out with a right hamstring, Joe Kelly. Uh, is out with a, a, a right biceps injury and they lost uh, Garrett Crochet in spring training uh, left elbow surgery. That's uh, that's a big loss for them because he was a real weapon out of the bullpen. Yeah, really, you know, kind of hard thrower, you know, really kind of, you know, opened your eyes when you saw him. And, you know, when he got hurt, you know, that was, uh, you know, you just don't replace him. And especially, you know, they made they did so much work in the bullpen over the offseason, uh, you know, bringing in Kelly and now he's hurt. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, that, that, you know, maybe, you know, this is the time to play the white Sox. You, you hope if, yeah. if you're the guardians, but you've got to play better than you did over the weekend. Right. And, and there's, they've still got a lineup that, that strikes terror into anyone, uh, you know, Tim Anderson at the top, uh, you've got Jose Abreu, you've got Eloy Jimenez, uh, you've got Luis Robert. So these are all, you know, guys that that have given Cleveland a hard time in the past. Uh, it won't, it doesn't, you know, look to be much different uh, coming up, but you got Shane Bieber on the mound uh, for the opener here, hopefully tonight, if the weather works out and, uh, and then you go with Tristan McKenzie in game two against Jimmy Lambert, who is, is sort of filling into that spot. So there may, there might be some opportunities to take, uh, to take two early games here. Yeah, you know, uh, we'll have to see, you know, uh, you know, Beaver has a history of pitching well against Chicago. He pitched really well against them last year at times. Uh, McKenzie, 
you know, I think he's, you know, he, he, he looked, uh, he looked better last time out. Uh, you know, I think uh, against Cincinnati, right? He, I mean, he right. looked pretty he, good. Yeah, he he, well they, they pulled him early. They pulled him after four really good innings early. Yes, four scoreless innings. So, you know, that's encouraging. Um, but, uh, and I think this, you know, offensively, they've got to do something, Joe, because that's, you know, I mean, and I, I don't, I don't mean just hitting the ball out of the park. I mean, they've just got to, you know, they've got to do what they, they kind of get did on that first road trip, you know, hit the ball, move the ball around, steal bases, you know, make, uh, you know, you know, make smart plays offensively and defensively. And, uh, I just think, you know, they've kind of ran into a really good ball club over the weekend. And, uh, you know, it, it showed that, you know, the one team that won 80 games and the other team that won 107 games last year, that, that the differential was obvious. Well, it's funny though. They, they still are among the, uh, the top teams in baseball and run differential. They were what plus 18 going into yesterday's game. So uh, that was the best in baseball. So, you know, there's there's still some some positive energy there. Uh, let's hope that the Guardians can get back on track uh, against the White Sox this week. All right, Hoinsey, we will uh, hear from you at the ballpark tonight, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.